The Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Oh, yes, if you're like me, then you love golf and you look forward to your weekly round with the guys at your golf club. In fact, you pick out your outfit ensemble in advance, and the morning of your round, you make sure it looks just right. You check your look in the mirror, and you see that your shirt looks like it just came out of a cardboard box or it's billowing out one side and all scrunched up on the other. It fits terribly. You look like an unmade bed. Well, worry no more, because at Boston Scott Golf, the fit is our obsession. At Boston Scott Golf, we went through our closet and ripped up shirts just to put them back together to make the perfect golf shirt. Our shirts accentuate the shoulders and arms while giving relief in the midsection. Tapered fit design cures the problem of always having to retuck after bending over or taking a few swings on the range. Boston Scott Golf shirts feature a four-button placket, wrinkle-resistant, moisture-wicking technology with UPF 50 protection. The classic style with the modern fit is available for both men's and junior golfers, so father and son can match out on the golf course. You know, it just makes sense. Feel good, you're going to play good. Casual, great golf. Get to know Boston Scott Golf at bostonscottgolf.com, and you get 20% off your order with the code HARRY. We're in the final hour of today's big extravaganza here, Harry. And, of course, if you're just joining us, the big story is sports being canceled all over the place. Of course, people down there in Louisiana and Texas are dealing with the after effects of Hurricane Laura. Yes. And that certainly is a bigger story than the NBA not playing any games. Um, Whether you Jay want to think Howard so or not. 2020 actually uh, is writing saying, listening while driving through the Texas panhandle today. I'm seeing now that 600,000 people are without power. Wow. And that's a huge number, but they had 150-mile-an-hour winds. There are 600,000 people without power every day in California when they turn off their yeah, power right. during these brownouts and all the other stuff. So hopefully, we saw the death toll was three, and, and hopefully they find people and everybody's safe. There's going to be damage, of course. We saw, you saw the uh, pictures of buildings with all their sides torn yeah. off and stuff. Is there any update on that chemical plant that uh, was I damaged? Seen, I, I'm not on. A, I'm actually on Twitter, which is, scrolls all the. And I have legitimate news sites on there, and mostly strappers and idiots who don't know what they're talking about. Uh, but I look for the legitimate news sites, and so the the earlier story was that there was a chemical plant, chlorine plant, they, right? Yeah, chlorine was inside, and it was on fire, and there was smoke billowing from it in Lake Charles, Louisiana, I believe, right? Yes. And so that's what you, I'm again. I'm looking at all the sites that that everybody else has and access to. And chlorine gas is incredibly, incredibly dangerous. Absolutely. If you breathe that in, so so hopefully they can get that under control. And uh, people are, are are praying for all the folks down there in harm's way. Our but, man Tim Brando has to be yes. kind of in the path of that storm because oh, yeah. it went straight up. Yeah. And Shreveport mm-hmm. is like I believe due north from like the Lake Charles area because it's kind of on the western side of Louisiana, right? Yeah. Northwest Louisiana. And I saw Shreveport. Tim, and I, I gave him a little love last night, and I saw him tweeting last night. We should, we should check in with him. But we're also going to check in. Is he going to join us this hour, Robert? Yes, he is. PJ Carlissimo mm-hmm. is in the bubble in Orlando and a friend of the show and a guy obviously who knows basketball. One of the questions I'm going to have to ask him, though, Harry, you know what it is. Well, where did he play golf today? Well, that's the first question. I mean, that's most come important. On. But the second question is, does he want the 76ers job? Oh, yeah. Remember, there's five openings out That's there. That's right. PJ's been a coach at the highest levels, NBA, college basketball, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So PJ Carlissimo will join us, and we'll get the latest. Obviously, they're and not going to play. And it's funny because he was on again, off again. On, be, he was supposed to be on yesterday, and then the NBA stopped. 
and then he couldn't talk because they were telling everybody not to say anything. Well, yeah, because they he, were trying to figure right. out what they were going to do right. next. Right. People at TNT, they started the TNT show. Kenny, Kenny the Jet walked off, yeah, but he apparently they off. didn't stay on very long. Right? No, they did not. They okay, because I didn't see it. I just saw Kenny, Kenny, Kenny the Jet walking off. Looked a little staged to me. I mean, it I did. love those guys, but that it looked did. like it was planned. Uh, I think so, too. Now, PJ's last job in the NBA was with the Brooklyn Nets, I believe, correct? Correct. After Avery interim, Johnson. Interim head coach. Yeah, he, yeah. he replaced Avery Johnson that 2012-2013 right. season. They actually went to the, the playoffs that year, too. They lost in the first round. Yeah, the, the Texas Panhandle is northern part of the state, up near up north of Lubbock. Yeah. And that's not on the Gulf Coast. That's not Coast. really but he's down there in Baton Rouge in that area. No, he's in, uh, what's the town? Tim's in Shreveport. Shreveport, yeah. Louisiana. Yeah. Exactly. But from Lake Charles, state officials uh, say no chlorine releases were, have been detected from that big fire. Oh, good. So thank you. Thank you, What the Fauci, checking in, and people are doing all the stuff. And a lot of people are checking in on Twitter as well. I didn't check Instagram unless there's some IG models on there who want to, you know, mingle. Because <laughs> that's all that really matters, doesn't it? <laughs> Is that the only reason you go to Instagram? Well, that's the only reason NBA players go there. What else well, are they doing I mean, in the I bubble? Did. Well, it's the reason I go to Instagram. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> no kidding. God. Yeah, Shreveport is due, basically due north from Lake Charles. If anybody, if anybody's down there um, and you want to call in, the phone number to call in is 215-462-TONY. That's 215-462-8669. We would love to hear from you. Uh, know that you're okay. Give us kind of an outlook, a firsthand experience of what's going on down there. Um, and our prayers and thoughts mm-hmm. go out to everybody. Um, it's and so now, it's, uh, Deadspin is now just reposting that fraudulent story every couple of hours. Is that so right? So that the five people who still read that god-awful, horrible site <clears throat> with allegedly has 952,000 followers. I'm going to have to get a cease and desist, Robin. That is fraud. It is. It and is. I'm going to have to get legal people on the well, case. Well, we here. already have um, the sh- the show lawyer is already uh, not a different lawyer than Dan Lust, but although Dan Lust actually did reiterate the exact same thing, um, what they what they have done is malicious because it's there. There's actually evidence that it was in retaliation for something that you said, which was exactly sort of. They're mad offhand. that I, I I was surprised that that spin was still still <coughs> a thing because I thought they went out of business. And I don't care what they do, but. When you're going to come after me with some slipshod hack writer who's not even a journalist, who basically his only job is to go and do hit pieces on people, I'm not going to stand. I'm not going to have somebody try to ruin my life and my reputation because they're incompetent and they're absolute criminals. He is criminally, criminally negligent. What he did is consumer fraud, and he should pay. It's and defamation. I will do everything in my power to make sure Deadspin is taken care of and brought to justice because that's nonsense. Now I got all these other people coming after me when they retweeted, oh, that guy, I knew he was a jerk-off. Oh, I knew he was a piece of garbage. You're a piece of garbage if you believe Deadspin. You want to believe Deadspin? Go right ahead. Just go look at the writer who wrote that story and look at the stories that he's written in succession. Tell me that this guy has any kind of journalistic integrity or is trying to actually solve anything except because he's a pathetic loser who used to write for a New York paper that nobody read and made Geno Smith his big story. He's the guy who wrote an article that Geno Smith is better than Drew Brees. That's the kind of slap dicks that Deadspin hires. Guys who shouldn't even be allowed to have a blog or a podcast on the 76ers process. Geno Smith is better than Drew Brees. Yeah, I'll read the column. This is the same jerk-off 
who wrote a column I in the New York that. Post. Somebody sent it to me. As an avid Jets fan, I can confirm I mean, he's not. Could you imagine anybody being that stupid? So the guy's a race hustler. He's a white dude, first of all. So he's a white dude race hustler, which makes it even worse. When you're a cracker and you're a jerk-off like this guy in Deadspin is, and you start playing the I'm, I'm, I'm down with the, with the brothers and I'm going to make sure that I stand up and write columns about how Geno Smith is better than Drew Brees and you want to be taken seriously and then you can't find another job until Deadspin gets bought out by some other nickel and dime company and gives them a column again where his only, his only excuse is to go out and try to troll people, troll people and destroy their careers. Well, I'm not standing down. I'll stand up to Deadspin or any of these other dirtbags out here whose job it is to try to cancel people. Because we have the actual transcript of the interview. Not only do we have the transcript, we have the unedited... It wasn't wasn't an interview. It was a commentary. Right, but we have the unedited audio, and it's actually two parts. It was before the break, Mm -hmm. and then it continued after the break. And the after the break is all that Deadspin supposedly was quoting from, and that's the only audio piece. But it was in reference to the before the break. Um, And when you hear it all together, one, you understand that it was a flippant... Not, that's not what you were saying at all. Exactly. You never said that. Anybody knows and that. And two, um, what he wrote, paraphrasing supposedly. No, when you put quotation yeah. marks on the headline of a story, that means that's what I said. Now, maybe this schmuck doesn't know what quotation marks mean. Quotation marks means it's an exact quote of what somebody said. You put that as your headline, of course it's going to get people to come on and read the to story. Click it. Yeah. It's a clickbait dirtbag site. Deadspin is Hitler, literally. Well, not literally. They no. can't be because Hitler's dead. They're and worse than Hitler. Hitler was horrible. I mean, really. But um, it's not okay. It is not okay. No, it's to, not okay. It's and I'm not, not going to stand. I'm not going to mm-hmm. allow these dirtbags, these criminals, to get away with it. So all you people who want to believe Deadspin, go right ahead. I know what I said. I have. I have it on tape. We have the transcript of it. And so we'll let the chips fall where they may. And you cannot take things out of context. Ever. No, that's not what you do. You do yeah. not put a quotation of somebody who didn't say the actual quotation. That's journalism 101. So for all you schmucks who believe this dirtbag, go right ahead. Go right ahead. No, no, don't go right ahead. Actually find out the real truth of the matter. Don't just assume that you read something on Deadspin and it's actually true because it's not. I'm angry, Chris Harry. This is my reputation. This is my career and my life. And we live in a world now where some jerk-off on Twitter or some strap dick with a blog can go out there and impugn someone's integrity by misquoting what they said just because they want to kiss LeBron James's ass and don't think that I have the right to disagree with LeBron James respectfully. I never called him names. I, I didn't question his intelligence. All I said is that I think he's inciting violence by not getting the facts first, just like The police officers in Wisconsin and Kenosha are saying the same thing to the governor and the mayor, telling people to go out there and basically do what you want because you're justified in doing it. So that's ridiculous. If you don't have a problem with people not running, not taking facts before figuring out a caustic, dangerous situation. These are dangerous situations. People are being killed. Yeah, that's the world today, unfortunately, People with, getting with killed social media. Over stories that are not even d- not documented, over no facts and running with it. Then they come after me and play this racist crap. And See? then they actually give me reasons why people should be rioting 
as a, as a form of being angry that a black man was shot and killed by police. Well, first of all, this black man wasn't shot and killed. He was shot and he's paralyzed from the waist down, which is a tragedy as well. But to come after me, who's done this for 50 years and relies on facts, when all you have is a hustler agenda to push out there because you want to back LeBron James because he's a big-time athlete, good for him. He can say what he wants, but guess what? So can I, and I'm not standing down to LeBron James or any of these other race hustlers like Jamel Hill and all these people who only exist to agitate, irritate, and aggravate people who just want to go about their lives every day and enjoy it without having somebody tell everybody how racist they are and how bad this country is and how this is the most inherently racist country on earth. That is crap. Absolute crap. And if you don't like it here, get out. Get out. Well, that was the rant that everybody was waiting for. I didn't want to go on a rant, huh, Robin? I didn't want to. I know. But when I see Deadspin, I block these suckers. But they keep reposting it every couple of hours. Because because nobody else reads that crap. Nobody even knows it exists. They weren't getting enough attention, so they want to make sure that their lies are spread even farther. And, but when we come back, we're going to be on a happier note. Well, yeah, PJ, really PJ. We'll find out where he's playing because Harry wants to know. Yeah. Is Olympia Fields playing? And I don't think he's in the Bay Area. No, he's down in Orlando. He's in the bubble, right? Yeah. Somebody says Olympi- Olympia Fields is playing tough today. Oh, yeah. It is. He got no way he got time it for It should. That. It's a big event. Big event. Come, we're coming back. PJ Carlissimo will join us from Orlando next. here and DraftKings still getting it done they're still the leader in one day fantasy sports you know just because a couple of things have been postponed Harry they're still giving away up to a hundred million dollars in prizes to all their customers including one lucky winner who's going to take home a one million dollar cash prize you want to claim your share of 100 million dollars in instant giveaways all you got to do is this download the app DraftKings and then sign up using the promo code Bruno Then enter DraftKings' free football survivor pool like I did. That's coming up, so do it now. Get involved. While the top pick is reserved for one lucky winner, everybody who signs up enters DraftKings' free football survivor pool will get an automatic instant bonus prize of at least $5 in value upon entering. Don't forget to check out all the great daily fantasy contests that DraftKings has this week in basketball and golf action. Guess who's here? Oh, there he is, ladies he and is. gentlemen. He's What's got up, his brother? he's got his Seattle. What does that say on Seattle the Seattle Prep? Seattle oh, Prep. Yeah. Seattle Prep. Seattle Panthers. Prep. The Panthers. The Panthers at Seattle Prep. Now, where is that? Uh, just across uh, I-5, right by UW, on the other side, just the other side of the highway. That's right. You're up in Seattle right now. I thought you. Were, so you're not technically in the bubble. You're still doing the games remotely, right? No, I apologize. I, I that's where Seattle Prep oh, okay. is. I'm down in or, I'm in Orlando. I'm in the media bubble. Oh, okay. The JV bubble. The JV bubble. All right. Now Harry wants to know the most important question: Where did you play golf on the day, the un- unexpected off day earlier today? Uh, we couldn't play today. Oh. Uh, we had, oh, we had no. to stay by the rooms because they weren't sure what was going to happen. We're going to play tomorrow. We've been playing at the Waldorf course right here, uh, but they punched the greens. So tomorrow we're going supposedly a good course. Fascio course uh, called the uh, Four Seasons. Oh, yeah. We're going down there tomorrow. I've never played it. We've been playing here, which of the, all the Disney courses, it's very nice. But uh, literally Tuesday and Wednesday, they punch the green. So 
We stayed off it today. Yeah, it's that time of year. I punched a green last time Harry and I played. Oh, yeah. I mean, I missed an easy putt. And I just, uh, <laughs> but I didn't throw any clubs at least, though. All right, PJ, obviously yesterday was a crazy day. And, you know, the, everything's been going well in the bubble. Here we are in the playoffs. We've been waiting for this. It's just like the hockey bubble. The NBA bubble's been a tremendous success. I know guys are getting antsy and all that other stuff when you're in a place for a long period of time. So yesterday when the Milwaukee Bucks decided not to show up, did you see that coming, and what was the first reaction? Because Orlando was there, we were on the air, ready to play, right? Yeah, no, we didn't see it coming. There was there were some rumblings. I, I think no one would have been surprised had it happened in the Boston-Toronto series. The, the Toronto players have been very outspoken, Fred Van Vliet in particular, um, of course, who had a, a terrible personal tragedy in his life. But they had talked a lot about it, and the players had already gotten together and were scheduled to meet last night, both the Celtics and the Raptor players. So everybody was kind of looking at that one saying, all right, there's going to be an announcement. We were doing the same as you. We were scheduled to have the last game last night. The Lakers-Portland wasn't going to be till 9 o'clock, so we're sitting in the room watching the games. And at the 20-minute mark, no big deal. Sometimes teams come on the floor a little bit late. Then it got under 15, then it got under 10, and there was no bucks. And we're like, whoa, what's going on here? And then, you know, we're, we're probably like everybody else just watching on TV. Monty McCutcheon in charge of the officials got together with the four officials. It was pretty clear, Tony, that the Magic players and coaches didn't know what was going on either. They were kind of looking over their shoulders going, where are the bucks? What the, you know, what's happening? And then – uh, all of a sudden, our people went with, hey, this is a forfeit. Um, obviously, it was intentional. They knew they were in the building. But they're saying, you know, when you don't show up, it's a forfeit. And for probably about 10 minutes, we were saying, okay, you know, they're making a statement and it's going to cost them a game. But then not long after that, the NBA came out and said, all right, we're going to postpone all three games yesterday. That went a little bit retroactively. But, no, you can see it building. Paul George's comments after the Clippers-Mavericks game the other night, uh, LeBron a couple times has said something. George Hill from the Bucks has been very outspoken. And you knew for sure the players were frustrated. A lot of the players initially weren't sure whether they should come down here or not. And I think what swayed them was the fact that they would never have as good a platform um, to get across their message as it would have in, in Orlando. But still, I mean, they came in here July 7th, 8th, and 9th. Toronto's been here even two weeks longer than that. They've been here a long time. They were without their families. Ironically, a lot of the families are quarantined right now, and they're going to get together with their teams, uh, with their, their husbands, boyfriends, friends, whatever, uh, starting on Monday. But you could just sense the frustration was building up. Uh, they they wanted to address a lot of times you'd ask a question after a game and they didn't want, really want to talk about the game. They they wanted to address something that is going on. And then with the, the horrific thing that happened, I think it was Sunday night in yep. Kenosha, Wisconsin, um, that got them all speaking again. And there was no question there was going to be a response, but the Bucks surprised everybody, including the Magic, and I, I think pretty much all the other teams in the league. We're talking with P.J. Carlissimo, of course, former NBA coach Tony Bruno and Harry Mays here. You know, the other thing, Harry, and we'll get it, and uh, uh, one last question about mm -hmm. that. So the, the Orlando Magic thought they were going to get a victory with the forfeit, right? So that's, that's when the commissioner stepped in. for a little stepped... bit. Okay. Yeah. I think for a little bit. I even heard, and again, you know, there were so many. You know what it's like, Tony, all the years you've been doing this. Um, there were so many stories swirling. First came out a story that they didn't want to forfeit. That if the Bucks were going to do that, they wanted to join with them. So Orlando stepped up right away and made that statement. So they, I think 
I'm not positive of the timing, but I think before the league even announced, the Magic said, no, hey, look, we don't want to win that way. If, if these guys are, are you know, going to step up, we want to join with them. So I, I think it was um, different media maybe jumping the gun a little bit because everybody was going, well, what happens when you don't show up for a game? So people pull out the rule books and said, hey, when you don't show up for a game, it's a forfeit. So that kind of led down a little trail for a while until it got sorted out. How did it go, PJ, from uh, hearing that the Lakers and the Clippers were going to just pack up and go home to, oh, no, we're going to come back this weekend sometime and continue this, continue the playoffs? That one was a little different, Harry, because it was late last night. You, you were waiting to see what was going to happen in the meeting. You knew with as many different people that, as were in that meeting and was thrown together as quickly as it was that it, it probably got really – wild in there for a while in terms of you know i don't think that was like a meeting where they were handing out uh itineraries when you walked in and this is what's going to happen i i think there were a lot of things swirling around and clearly there's a lot of different uh feelings you know guys who maybe didn't think they had a chance anymore were ready to go home they wanted to be either on the streets of their hometown or their home teams and, and you know they they'd had it with the bubble other guys you know we're saying, hey, we came here. This is the best platform we could have. We want to stay. We want to address it. So um, when that came out, a lot of us were shaking our heads because initially we said, okay, that you know they will make their point. I don't know how long it's going to take to sort this out, but they're, the fact that they came here and they've invested as much time and uh, effort in this, it will continue. When they announced that the two LA teams had walked out, everybody kind of shook their head and said, whoa, this is this may take a little more negotiations than than we thought. The, the good sign, I thought, and, and not that I knew, I just said the fact that they didn't issue any ultimatums or they didn't issue, say anything last night, they said, we're going to re- meet again in the morning. I said, okay, so it's it's okay. It wasn't a, you know, a, a final vote or anything like that. Uh, supposedly, uh, LeBron or, or both, one or both teams walked out. Um, but, but it wasn't like they had said, that's it, we're gone, we're out of here. Um, it, it turned real quickly this morning. I mean, when the players got together again, uh, right away it came out of the meeting or it was leaked. Um, they, wanted to, they wanted to stay in play. And then you were just kind of waiting for what the Board of Governors were going to come up with. And we're still waiting, frankly. You may have seen an announcement. Um, for a lot of the day, we thought tomorrow they would get back together tomorrow. At this point, with, with very few practices today, I, you know, it seemed pretty clear it would, it would be pushed to Saturday. But I don't think, at least, but I don't think there's been an announcement yet. Mm. But, I mean, it, they, you know, the, not too much time is in, has been invested in basketball in the last 48 hours. And I, I think most coaches and players might have said, whoa, wait a minute. See, we got some elimination games. We got some big games being played here. Let's give us another day to at least – have some practices and try and get refocused on basketball, which I'm assuming is what's going to happen. Well, I'll tell you, the basketball I thought has been tremendous, at least this past week. I mean, the De- this Denver and Utah series has been, you know, just, you know, Jamal Murray going off, Donovan Mitchell going off. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed most of what I've seen, PJ. Harry, I'm with you. I thought with the, you know, literally the four months off, I thought it was going to be raggy in the beginning, even the seeding games. The quality of play was a lot better more quickly than I thought. I thought, yeah, eventually they'll get it back together. But I said, this is going to be, you know, like uh, preseason games one and two in in October in a normal year. It wasn't. Um, The 
The shooting has been spectacular. The offense has been really good. The quality of the games in general, when you had some teams, Portland played very, very well. Toronto played well. Individual performances, uh, I mean, you know, everybody knew what Jamal Murray and Damian Lillard were doing. T.J. Warren, Indiana. I mean, the level of play has been really good. And you're looking at the West, the Western Conference, the first five games, uh, the West has been much more compelling than the East. But the matchups for the East in the second round are going to be beautiful. I think from the second round on, the, the basketball and the, the series are really going to be competitive. And, of course, uh, while this is going on, there have been five coaches uh, relieved. And so yeah, I have to ask that? you, the Sixers are one of the five jobs, PJ. Are you getting any feelers out there? Anybody calling you down in the bubble? <laughs> No, unfortunately, you know, I've always told you, know what I've always needed, Tony, some real um, low IQ owners and general managers. And I, I think there aren't, there aren't enough of them in the league right now for me to get back in. Wait, there. We got them here in what? Philly. What are you talking about? We got two owners here in Philly that are, they fire GMs, they bring guys in and then they make drop. Uh, I picks felt and- bad for Brett. I mean, if they thought they were going to win without Ben Simmons, they were crazy. And I mean, I love Joel. When he's focused, he's a great player. But come on, man, you got to play more games and you got to talk less and play more. I mean, I I, w- I love the way the Philadelphia ownership stayed with Brett initially after he was the sacrificial lamb those first couple of years. But I mean, when you look at the injuries and what's happened the last couple of years and some of the front office decisions, you know, to to let him go, I, you know, I'm prejudiced because we worked together for five years and I've known Brett for so long, but I, I thought a, he did a good job, very good job, but B he handled himself in such a first class way. Um, I, you know, I, I felt very bad for him The Nate McMillan thing. You talk about the bucks obviously shocked everybody. Nate McMillan gets an extension mm-hmm. on the 12th. And like two weeks later, he gets let go. I mean, even in the NBA, that's a little bizarre. <laughs> yes. Yeah, in Indiana, and then you're right. But, you know, then they they issued a nice statement. And obviously, Nate McMillan's a great coach, and the guy's been around yep. a long time. But then they pointed out his playoff record. And you, know, and you know, PJ, when you lose in the first round four consecutive years and you're three only sweeps. three sweeps, yeah. three out of four times swept, you know, the, the fan base is going to be antsy a little bit. No, 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 there's no excuse. I mean, that's the, the good and bad thing about the NBA is – there's no excuse. It's all about winning. Nobody pretends. I mean, it's so totally different than college because you get, you know, some of the half-truths in college. But if you don't win, you're out, but you get paid. I mean, you know, in the old days in college when you got let go, it was a, an adventure trying to get your money. The, the clean thing about the NBA was all the times I got fired, they had no problem writing checks. Coaches' checks are so much smaller than player checks, they don't worry about those checks. <laughs> you know, PJ, what would your – what would you say the first priority for the new head coach, whoever it ends up being here in Philadelphia, would be? Joel's health and getting on the same page with him. Uh, I don't know from the outside. To me, Ben is more focused. And, and that's not fair to either of those guys. I shouldn't be running my mouth. I had them a lot, uh, a, a lot of times the last couple of years, but I don't know. I, I just, I really worry about somebody that's not there. Um, you know, not necessarily 82 games, but you got to play the majority of the games and you have to play at a consistent level. To me, Ben played at a more consistent level. We'd all like him to make free throws. We'd all like him to develop an outside shot. But still, uh, you kind of knew what you were going to get from night to night. From Joel, sometimes you, you got the best player or one of the best five players in the league. And other nights, you wouldn't have known who he was. Like if I said to you before the game, hey, one of the best five players in the league, is playing tonight 
that wasn't always evident. Mm -hmm. It may have been because of the injuries. It may have been for whatever reason. But, um, you know, you look at the teams that are still alive and are going to be alive. They have not won. They got two supers and they play like you, the Clippers were struggling for a couple of games because Paul George wasn't playing like Paul George. As soon as he turns around and comes back, they score 154 points. When, you know, Kawhi and Paul George play night in and night out. LeBron and AD play night in and night out. Those guys are going to be – they're going to be there. All right, PJ, I mentioned five openings now. And certainly, you know, you look at the five teams, and who would have thought that the Chicago Bulls would be probably one of the least <laughs> attractive offers out there? Because there's a couple of hot – Ty Lu obviously seems to be a guy yeah, that he's the Sixers – He's a hot candidate. They love him yeah. here, and they no love – so he has his choice. So if you're Ty, Ty, Tyron Lu, uh, who – where would you go? Because he's I'd got some go good job. You got New York, You got the Pelicans. Yeah. That's a good yep. job, obviously. Well, of course, you got Zion. I don't think the supporting cast is quite as good. The good news is it's in the East. I still like Philadelphia. Um, I, I think that when you start with two great players, and there's other obviously other good players on the roster, um, the moves were made. You know, I, I under I understand them. I, I'm I was a big Jimmy Butler fan. I was a big T.J. McConnell fan. There's a lot of reasons those things went down. But, you know, uh, it, it's always easy to second guess after the fact. If you said to me you can have any of those jobs, I'd still take Philadelphia, even knowing what's transpired and, and what's there. I mean, to me, the upside is more there with them. My buddy is the GM at uh, Arturis Carnicia, has played for us for four years at, at Seton Hall. He's the uh, GM in Chicago, but that's a rebuild for sure. Yeah. Uh, Indiana is – Indiana's a pretty good job. Same thing. DeMontis Savonis doesn't play. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. I've covered so many games. Uh, Jeremy Lamb didn't play. You know, I mean, how's Nate going to win without arguably his best player this year? Savonis was an all-star, and Jeremy Lamb was a really good player for them. But, um, again, that's that's the NBA. But Indiana is a very attractive uh, very attractive. Also, Brooklyn, I mean, how'd you like to coach KD and uh, yeah. and Kyrie with, with those other guys? They're all buddies there. I mean, I loved it when I was in Brooklyn. Uh, I loved coaching Kevin, his rookie year in the league, Sean Marks. We coached in San Antonio. That's a fantastic job. Uh, the Knicks was a good job. I think they made a good hire. Uh, I think Tibbs will do a good job there. Now, what about, uh, what about the word that that uh, they're going to get Pop to go to the Nets out of San Antonio. You think that would happen, man? I don't. And, again, I, I talked to Pop a lot. We texted yesterday, as a matter of fact. I never asked him that. I, I just never conceived of it, Tony or Harry. So, I, like, I said, no, what are you, crazy? He's not. He's, A, uh, he's loved San Antonio all, all the time. I, I just can't I can't see it. But, again, I, I didn't ask him. Everybody said, oh, what's Pop going to do? I said, I have no idea what he's going to do. But. You know, I said when I left, everybody always asked me, well, when's Pop going to stop coaching? I said years ago, for a lot of years, I said the day Tim Duncan retires, he'll stop or he'll coach till he's like 90 years old. So I don't know <laughs> if I'm right, but uh, he still loves to coach. He really, he did a great job. Yes, they were one game away from qualifying again. Yep. How about that? That was lost in the shuffle. We did a game earlier and it was like um, the longest streak in the East I think it was Toronto at eight or seven straight playoffs, and Boston was seven. Twenty-two, said, right? They San Antonio was twenty-two, yeah, and, and still and had a leg up on the twenty-third. If Lamarcus Aldridge, if it's easy to say that, but if LA plays, they they probably would have got the twenty-third. Yeah, last that. one, last one from me. I want to get back to the to the matchup. So the the Heat 
going up against the Bucks. I mean, we all think the Bucks are going to advance yep. here, but do you think the Heat have enough with the way they play defense to give Milwaukee a, a good long series? Yes, without question. I just think when it's all said and done, Milwaukee's played better. They, or, excuse me. Uh, Miami played better. They had a couple games early where they didn't, and now they've been cooking. They're really playing well. They dominated Indiana. They didn't even let that let that be close. I love the way they're playing. I love the blend of young and old. But but I think now, um, first of all, you got Giannis and uh, Chris Middleton. You got you got two big time guys on that team. Uh, I like the players. Uh, Bam has really come a long way. But it, to me, uh, Giannis and and Middleton trump. Uh, Bam and, and Jimmy Butler. And I just think there's too many young guys they're counting on, as well as they've played Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, those guys. I love Dragic. He's, you know, he's played really well, but I, I just suppose got them playing really well. But I think the Bucks find a way to win that. You know, seven game, when you play somebody seven times, generally the better team wins, and the Bucks are a better team. The great PJ Carlissimo breaking it down. Five openings in the NBA. I think everybody's pretty much safe now, right? I mean, the teams that have been eliminated, nobody else is going to get fired, are they? I, I don't think so. But I'll tell you <laughs> I said that a couple times the day before I got fired, Tony, so I don't know. Well, PJ, it's great to see. I'm coming down to the bubble Saturday, so I may have to stop. I'm going to be in Disney, but I'm not, I'm not actually getting into the bubble. I'll be on the Disney. I program. got you. Well, we'll talk by phone at least, and if it's possible, we'll share a glass of wine. Absolutely. I may bring we'll a couple of too. But we'll, we, we, Christini's is really good. So uh, <laughs> if I can get out of the bubble, if I can get out of the bubble, I'll meet you at Christini's. <laughs> All right, PJ. Hey, oh, it's always great to talk to you, man. Thanks for the time today. Thanks, PJ. All right, Tony. See you, Aaron. There he is, the great PJ. Let's put him a Roy Hall on the Christini's. He loves his Italian restaurant. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't, Harry? Seriously. Well, that one that you guys go to yeah, is right around there, the Labor corner. Two. Yeah, yeah. Labor 2, a great spot here. And let me tell you, there's nobody better to order and just have them order for you. Just than give PJ. him the menu yeah, and then exactly. trust PJ that he's going to pick the right oh stuff. The wine's going to flow. Right. The pasta's <laughs> going to flow. You know, the meat dish. I mean, you know, it's just the whole thing. Right. It's like a, it's like a wedding. It's like a wedding. You get all the different cor- – and then at the end you have to have the did you Steve. Well, of course. Now, if you have to go to a, a – make a choice – PJ or Dick Vitale to eat with at an Italian restaurant. Oh. I love Dick Vitale, but I don't think he's as Italian as PJ. No? They're both Italian. Right, right. But PJ is a connoisseur. Okay. I don't I don't know if Dick is a big wine guy. I okay. haven't talked to him about yeah. wines, but I know I've seen PJ at Italian restaurants. Yes. <laughs> Dick Vitale would be entertaining. Oh, oh I love yeah. Dick yeah. Listen, I, dandy. it's going to be awesome, baby. <laughs> We're going to be a diaper dandy. That's because I'm old and I'm wearing a diaper with all the other seniors down in Florida. We're coming right back. Stick around. Tony Bruno Show with Harry Mays on Sirius XM 211. Back here, always great talking hoops with Dick Vitale. Showing my love for the game of basketball, Harry. You can say all you want about me, about the NBA and the stuff that I say. I know so many great coaches and players, and I sit down and I love to pick their brains, no matter who it is. And that's what it's all about, Harry. Well, th- there's always been a difference bet- for you. You love the game. Yes. But you hate the hype. Hate the hype, and you are not happy with how the NBA has turned out. Now. It's, not, it's not that I'm not happy how it turns out. I want to watch basketball. 
If I want to hear politics, no, I'll even go before, watch politics. But if even I want, before all the politics stuff, you felt that the NBA took it into a different direction. You love the game. I don't hate the players, though. Yeah, you don't you hate know, the players. It's, it's about hating the players or mm-hmm. hating the game. Yeah. I don't hate either. I just I hate the hype. Just play the damn game. Give me the line. Let me bet on it. Let me sit back and watch it. Right. That's all I want. Speaking of the line, our boy, uh, the Philly Godfather, is announcing on Twitter here that he's going to be down in Atlantic City all weekend at, at the Oceans Book. Oh. And so he wants people to stop by and say Wait, hello. Wait, who's working at the Oceans? I don't know. I'll stop Couch by guy wasn't hello. in. Were you working no, in No, I work at Hard Rock. You're working at yeah. Hard Rock? Yeah, that's right next door. Who yeah. was it that was on the show that had some, like, ocean connections? I mean, I know people at Ocean. I used to work at resorts. Rothstein's wired all around. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. man. Ace Rothstein. I, yeah. I think he's hooked up at Bal- <laughs> Tony's Baltimore Bar and Grill, too. Is that right? Yeah, he runs the slot machines in there. And, and the blueberries in my muffin. <laughs> and, he's, and, he's, and he's got a table at the Knife and Fork. Yes, and then yeah. he goes to Angelo's, of right. course. Yeah. And then the White House. He knows all the joints down there. I got you. You man. know what I'm saying? Got you covered. <laughs> But does he have a locker at Atlantic City Country Club? I don't know that's about the question. That. Come on, man. That's yeah. a hard no. <laughs> They're not allowing me with my jorts in there. And he has not even hooked up with the third floor girls yet. No, he hasn't. Obviously, that's astute, right. astute listeners of the show understand. Not Ocean's 11, 12, or 13. No. Exactly. Al Capone has a locker at the AC Country Club. Mm. Is that true? Huh? I believe they have that one is, in there that for is him? true. I think that's true, yes. They still have his jail cell at the Eastern State Penitentiary. Yeah, now. they do. They have the yeah. radio in there and the bed. That Al Capone yeah. was in. But, you know, he didn't die in that prison. Though. No. Mm. No, he was there, and it was kind of a country club compared to the other prisoners that was was in there. They they allowed oh, him he to got have... Oh, he had it easy? Oh, yeah. He had a radio. He had a nice bed. He had carpet and a desk. And... He had the cool mods come yeah. in every once in a while. Uh... <laughs> Just like the bubble. Jeez. By the way, I have breaking news from John McMullen. on the Twitter feed. This is two hours ago. Trust me when I tell you this. The Eagles are a better team with Jason Peters at left tackle, Harry. Mm, well, yeah. Safe bet. You agree? Well, yeah. And Dillard has not, uh, has not really shown anything. Really. Well, he's getting hurt. Well, and I know. Right. He's been hurt a few times. No, and he but, cried and, last year. There's no crying in football. There's no crying in football. There is in baseball. He's softer yeah. than Jello. I don't know if he's soft. I don't know how you can say that, man. Come on. <laughs> By the way, uh, yes, and, and when Robin and I went to Alcatraz, Al Capone has pretty much a cell in every prison in America. You know what I mean? <laughs> they had, like, reservations everywhere. Instead of going to hotels, he right. went to different prisons. Right. And he did a couple of weeks there, and then he yeah. would leave. And then it's like, he'd... yeah, I'm a member at that club and this club. And... <laughs> it's like Motel 6. They left the light well, on Hey, man, I'll tell you what. Alcatraz, I got the right. best. They got, I got the fresh yard. I got a good they room the... over there. Yeah. <laughs> The mattress at Alcatraz. I got a great view. Yeah, I got to, got to see. I got to see the city. I got to see the transatlantic tower. Right. I got to property. see the Golden Gate Bridge, brah. You see that over there? It's, it's the Coit Tower. Yeah, that's right. That's great Coit Tower yeah. knowledge. That's good Coit. Yeah. You know there, what the Coit Tower is about, right? It's a uh, fire for fires. Hose. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. an actual fire hose right. at the, the top of that of the hill. Fire hose. Just a tip for just a second. Yeah. Now there's speculation that Al Capone. Um, <laughs> This is this part is fact that he um, would cry out at night and he had he had horrible nightmares, but they think that his nightmares and he saw people. He claimed that he saw dead people. Yes, and they think that it was because he had syphilis. Well, yeah, he did have syphilis. Well, yes, he and did. That, that it was causing hallucinations mm, yeah. and things like that, and that's how come he had radios put in so that he was trying to drown out these voices that he was hearing. Jeez. By the that's way, why speak, I see people. I guess uh, I do too. Yeah. By the way, uh, the Eagles did send out their season ticket mailing today. We're getting a lot of people commenting. 
the Eagles will have no fans mm. at the beginning of the season. Okay. And several teams have already announced that. Washington announced it. They will have cheer- cheerleaders, though, up in the office with the owner, though. But there will be no fans in the stands down there at your favorite ballpark, Harry, your favorite football complex. Lincoln Financial Field? No. FedEx Field. Oh, FedEx. Yeah, yeah, down with the Washington dump. Now, you know that they said there will be no fans, right? And a lot of teams seem to be doing the same thing. For at least the first two home games, Mm -hmm. teams are all saying there will be no fans. Bunches of teams have done it now. And so that seems to be what the NFL is agreeing upon. And that's what they're going to do. That's fine with me. What am I going to say? They should have fans in there? Come on, man. It's looking like the Flyers are going to play on Saturday. Is that the breaking news right now? Yeah. Is this a reliable source? I'm I'm seeing it from several different... uh, different places so I'm you know it's going to be on the show tomorrow Harry. here we're EJ? going to go no john bucci oh okay correct we had a, we had uh, ej raddick today but then he said because he had to go they had put him into service on the nhl network mm-hmm. we had contacted john bucci and he wanted to come on today but then we had both of those buys booked and then raddick then Bolted, raddick was yeah. still in and then we told john bucci hey can you do tomorrow because i didn't want to have two hockey guests on so then we played musical chairs. So EJ Raddick now is, is out of the mix. John Buchagross, we asked him if he could do tomorrow, so we can't ask him again tomorrow if he can do next week because we won't even so be here next we're week. Ba- we're going to have EJ and Bucci on tomorrow. Oh, we are going to go yeah. all oh, hockey? Okay. <laughs> we're going to shoot all Let's hockey all the Let's go all hockey time. all the time, Harry. Yeah. We're going to do some – talk about a guy who's had a lot of overtime challenges this offseason. Mm, no kidding. How many overtimes have there been? It's like every night there's at least one overtime game, some double overtimes, and, of course, that five-overtime game every – so that's a lot of puck talk, Harry. That is. But, you know, Linda Cohn will be back, <laughs> and John Bucci, Bucci Main, Harry, on Twitter. You following him? Yeah, absolutely. Now, do we, we have more strapper calls, don't we? We have another one there, Josie? I, I saw a bunch on there. We played a bunch already, Harry. Yeah, we only played like three, though. I we think. play yeah, a thing or two because we Joe know a thing or two. Joe has to prep them ahead of time, so uh, because sometimes there's a there's weird um, pauses in between. There's also people that don't know how to hang up phones. I'll have like, how do you know how <laughs> not know how to hang up a phone? It'll be thirty seconds of just you know you hear room noise. Well, you know so, why? Because people breathing. are using cell phones and they don't yeah. have to put it up on the receiver anymore. Right. You know what I mean? They don't have to slam it down like you did back in the day. When you go to a pay phone and you get pissed off and you break up with somebody and you slam, like slamming a trunk, Harry, which we're not going to have no, this no weekend cut. at the BMW. No cut. I have to say, it is not as satisfying to hang up on somebody. That by sound of slamming the phone down oh, on somebody? It is so satisfying. It, you're you're like, damn ah. right it is. I miss those days. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> you know what I mean, time? By the way, let's get a lead. Do we have another strapper call, Josie? See if he's ready or not, because Harry has a leaderboard update, Harry. Before Nothing we beats Jimmy Conway, though, and Goodfellas slamming the, oh, yeah, yeah. With the, the exactly. phone. On the, that's a tremendous. And kick, I think he kicks he the phone booth either. over, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we have a, a whole that's bunch of stuff. That's at the end stuff. when they kill uh, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By yeah. the way, Harry, we got the developing situations out there at the uh, BMW Championship up at Olympia Fields. Tyler Duncan and Mackenzie Hughes are now the co-leaders uh, one's through Duncan's through 14, Hughes is through 13, both two under par, and now I got a whole bunch of guys at one under. Sebastian Munoz, Carlos mm-hmm. Ortiz, Tom Hogue, Hideki Matsuyama, Abraham Anser, all one under, and then Harry Higgs, who was leading for a while, now back to even par. He has finished with a 70 today, Harry. First round 70, even par. Horschel Finau also with 70s in the clubhouse, Harry. 
How I do got, you like that? I got Horschel, so I'm, I'm into that. I got Wolf. Bubba Watson's even. I think he's one he's over. even. Tiger Woods is even. Mm-hmm. He's not done yet, though. But he's on, they're, they're finishing up the first round. Justin Thomas, Harry, plus one. Let's see who's really stinking it up today. Mark Leishman. Leishman. 80 did it. Leishman. Leishman. Yeah, yeah. His leash is gone, Harry. He shot a 10 over today. Wow. He's 80. Taylor Gooch, plus seven. And, uh, Sung J.M., what's he at? He's six at plus over? six. He's got one more hold. Kevin Steelman is plus six. Ma- Maverick McNeely is plus five, Harry. Cameron Smith is plus five also. Jason Day, plus four. Yeah. Do we have one more strapper call to get in here, Joe, or no? John Rahm, not John a good Rahm. round. John Rahm. Pl- uh, Jason Day's plus four. Scotty Scheffler is plus four. Rahm. Shot 59 last week. I know. Andrew Landry, Harris English, Harry. And Colin Morikawa, plus three. He got wow. off to a good start. Plus three, though. He said yeah, he's not done yet, though. He said he's, he's finishing up 13. So there you have it. Round one almost in the books, Harry. But still, there, plus three. Fields. You're, only, you're only four or five shots yeah, back. Yeah. So Nobody's going to tear this course up, Harry. You're not going to see any 25 to no. 30 unders on this track. No. You know what I'm saying? Now, where's Brendan Steele? I didn't see him on there. Because <laughs> the tour junkies love that guy. Oh, yeah, Jeff, Jeff Bruder pointing out that Harry Higgs is originally from Camden, New Jersey. I did not know that. Yeah, he went to SMU, which is where Bryson DeChambeau went. That is great local But he's from Camden. Right? That's awesome knowledge, Harry. Well, I have bad news on the Cardinals' slide bet. The Pittsburgh Pirates are roughed for three runs. No! So I thought something a, was funky with that taking number. Taking a 4-1 lead. The Cardinals have made three errors in the game. Can't win if you don't play defense. 4-1, yeah. to one, man, now. 4-1. to In the bottom eighth, they got a guy Never bet second. against the resurgent Buckos. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now, man. You don't bet on baseball. Yeah. Right? I stayed away from that couch guy. San Diego's up. Uh, Seattle's up 7-6. to six. Can they come back in the bottom of the seventh on the Padres, Harry? You'll have to wait and find out. Padres coming back. They were down 3-0, so that's been a slugfest out there in Friarland, Harry. And the Dodgers up 5-0 on the Giants. <laughs> want to thank everybody for participating. The great Dan Lust, Sports Law Lust, P.J. Carlissimo, all the updates on hockey and football and everything else that's going on. We'll see you back here tomorrow for the big Friday finale. Remember, don't drink and drive, don't text and drive, and God bless America.